630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Okay, Friday night. I hope you're doing okay. Before the end of the show, which is at 8 p.m., we will give away four passes for you to golf at Edmonton Springs. We'll have a little trivia before the end of the show tonight. That's going to be fun. We will uh, talk a little bit more about the Chris Preston interview. Again, some of the the key comments from uh, my interview with the president and CEO of the Elks. Uh, you know, no new COVID cases today for the team. They look to be uh, on track to play on Labor Day, hoping for a couple more days of negative text, uh, tests and then get back on the field Wednesday, practice for the game Monday. It sounds uh, very, very good that the Elks will not forfeit the game in Toronto, that it will be successfully rescheduled. So keep that in mind. And likely on Monday, an announcement that uh, concerning proof of vaccination to attend games at Commonwealth Stadium. So some of the things coming out of that interview. Is it Mooner? Did Mooner call in? Is Mooner on the open line? Cam Mooner, are you there? I am here. I am on the open line. This is always a pleasure. no longer open. I'm on it. (laughs) He is is on it. Yes. What's going on, buddy? How's your Friday? It's like, what are you doing on a Friday night that you want to be a caller to Inside Sports? What's happening in your world? Oh, not much. I had the CFL game on, and I was listening to Inside Sports. It's gone to halftime, so I flipped over to the Jays game. Uh, I enjoyed your first hour very much. I got uh, educated on the elk situation, and to me, Ron Lowe is radio gold every time. Uh, and Ron Lowe, uh, uh, such a thoughtful man, just wanted me to thank Ron Lyons at Legends Golf Course for his donation to Hockey Health to the Homeless. Uh, he is a good. How's the, how is the Montreal Hamilton going? You, you, I, I tell this to you all the time. Like when I'm hosting the show, I always, I, I usually have a game on if there's something significant to watch, but I, I can't just sit and watch the game the entire time because then I'm not as sharp as a host. And I think most people would argue I don't have a lot of sharpness to, to give up in that regard. It, it seems like there have, there's been a little more, um, you know, wide open, exciting play than, than some of the uh, other games played in the CFL this season. It is 13, 10 for Hamilton. What's your impression? Yeah, that's fair to say. They're stretching the field more in this game than we've seen in, in, the early games of the CFL season where it's been pretty conservative play calling for the most part. And when you don't play preseason and you didn't play last year either, that's totally understandable. But this one is, this one looks like a CFL game where you're getting the teams pushing it down the field and, and looking for longer plays. So I think that's a good thing. I, and hopefully the, the rest of the, the league follows suit as everybody gets more comfortable and, and gets into what we would love to see as mid-season form earlier than later. So, yeah, it's been a pretty good game. And, and the fact that I figured it'd probably be pretty close, and it has been so far. And uh, Hamilton, of course, is, is super motivated because everybody expected him to be really good. And so far, they, they haven't been, but they've played well in this game. You know, Cam, I don't know if we're ever going to go back to these days. And, and maybe, maybe some people wouldn't want us to. But you know, remember when we were when we were young? <laughs> we could sound really old here, but you'd watch a CFL game, 
and you'd say like, well, that quarterback had three through three interceptions. Yep, but he threw for four touchdowns and ran for another one. I, I feel like those days are gone. I mean, they want they want guys to have 75 to 80% completion percentage. Well, you don't do that by throwing the ball 30 yards down the field. But to me, the one guy who might be a bit of a throwback is Vernon Adams because he'll scramble and he'll chuck it and he doesn't always make a good decision, but something happens. Yeah, he's a little bit a uh, riverboat gambler in his game, which is is like shades of the, you know, mid-70s to maybe even early 90s in, in the CFL where you certainly saw more of that, exactly. If a guy threw a, a pick on a deep ball, yeah, whatever. It, it's almost like a punt anyway. So it it has changed. It really has. It's... It's more of a, a ball control game, and that eats up the clock, and it isn't as appeasing to the eye. Um, I, I would love to see, and, and I think it'll happen a bit more for the Elks, where they'll they'll push the, the pace a little bit. Although, I mean, James Wilder Jr. in this, the first three games, and especially in the game they, they won in BC last week, and he helped uh, the Elks control the ball so well just with his ability to run. And, and the way they snuffed out that game at the end was absolutely amazing. They just kept giving him the ball. And the Lions knew exactly what they were going to do and yet still couldn't stop him. So I, I love seeing the Elks having a, a guy like that. And when you have that running game, hopefully that helps open up the passing game. And and I really hope that they play on Labor Day. I, I like it. It's at least we had positive news today. That's good, I think. Yeah, you know, Chris Preston did a Zoom availability with uh, assembled media this afternoon. Uh, you know, that that one did get a little testy at times. Uh, I, I think it was uh, uh, a little more um, uh, informative and controlled with me and him speaking one-on-one. I mean, you, you've been in that because besides being play-by-play for the Rebels, I mean, you had to handle the media relations as well, right? So sometimes you know about uh, you had to deal with trying to control the messages as much as possible, but recognizing when there's a, there's a hot-button story too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it is. It is a hot-button story. And But I... What, what are you going to do? Um, it happened. It, multiple players got it. The, the best you can do now is, is isolate it and then get everybody healthy and, and move ahead and hope and do everything you possibly can to make sure it doesn't happen again. And, you know, hearing the interview, I, they still don't know how it happened in the first place. So that makes it really difficult to try and, and not have that happen again if you can't exactly isolate where it came from. So there's the challenge, right. and that's a that's going to be a challenge for for all these teams. But you know, I I would think the with the more the more players vaccinated, and I, I would think peer pressure would be the would the, be the greatest motivation. And then I'm sure there's plenty of it that uh, that that's going to help you know, mitigate the uh, the risk. So hopefully that's the case. And I really hope that for the sake of the CFL, this is the only time that it, it rears its ugly head because I, I just want to see the, the CFL play. I want them to be successful. It's part of our country. It's part of our city. 
and and selfishly, I just like going to the games. It's fun. <laughs> As do I. I like talking about the games, which I, you know, a week ago I thought we would have been doing tonight. And let's face it, there's not a lot of runway to reschedule games. I mean, you heard no. Chris, you you heard Chris. Um, he was careful not to let the cat out of the bag, but he didn't tell me I was wrong when I said, so other teams are going to move games around. Uh, but if yeah. you're Winnipeg, Saskatchewan, Ottawa, whoever, you're not doing that more than once <laughs> for other teams no. to, to get a game in. Right? No, you're not. Uh, the one thing that, that the CFL has going for them in that regard it, it, which would be in contrast to, say, the National Hockey League or the, the National Basketball Association, is that their buildings are all primarily for football. You don't have a ton of events in there. So if you have to move things around, at least you have that opportunity. If you have a lot of different events in your building, then it gets incredibly difficult because you just don't have the availability. And now that you know things are, are about to start up again knock on wood uh like concerts and what have you then you know all of a sudden building availabilities get eaten up but in the cfl that for the most part isn't too big a deal so if they have to move some stuff around and everybody is is cool with it then fine but you're right it's jamming a bunch of games in a, in a short amount of time and and with football that's incredibly difficult to do so i hope they find a way to get that game in um, you know, for the competitive balance of the league and, and for the sake of the Argos, I mean, they need every home gate they can get. So it, every team does. Um, so I hope they find a way to make that game happen for sure. Mooner, thanks for doing this on short notice. And the second half is about to start. So I will let you focus Hamilton up 13-10 on Montreal. Hopefully I will see you soon. But either way, you're coming on the show again next week. I'm not giving you a choice there. Absolutely. I'm all in. Thanks for having me on. There we go. Oilers play-by-play voice Cam Moon checking in. All right. He's the acting vice president of gaming and cannabis with the Alberta Gaming and Liquor Commission. He is Steve Lottasher, and he joins us now on Inside Sports. Steve, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm fine. Thank you very much for having me. Well, it's nice to talk to you, and this is a significant day. And, and a few uh, months ago, we interviewed Kevin Waugh, the MP who was behind Bill C-218, and and we're here. Or are we here? Uh, I mean, today's the day, but is this actually the day Albertans can go and make single-game bets? What's happening now? Well, well, basically, today is the day. Today's the first day the law uh, takes effect, if you will, that it's now legal to, to accept a, a single-event bet. Uh, and in Alberta, uh, we are are preparing to uh, to offer Albertans a really robust, world class offering on PlayAlberta.ca, uh, and we're hopeful that in in the coming days uh, that we'll be able to make a very uh, significant announcement relative to that. Okay, so you gave the website PlayAlberta.ca. W- would this also be something I could also go to my good old fashioned lottery kiosk at my corner store and place bets that way as well yeah so so we 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 uh, work with western Canada lotteries on the delivery of sports select that brand that's been in the marketplace for for quite some time 
And um, they will also be preparing uh, to offer single event wagers. However, they probably won't be ready to, to offer those for a little while yet. Uh, you can still make your parlay uh, bets uh, through, through Sports Select at, at, the, at the lotto retailers. Uh, and, and eventually, later this year, we hope to be able to offer single events on, uh, on that product as well. Okay, but uh, but coming much sooner to playalberta.ca sounds like a fair way to put it. Okay, that is exactly correct. Yes. So, what is your take on um, on the impact of this? I mean, I read a lot of stories that this is a lot of money that can sometimes be placed illegally or through you know other websites. How do you foresee the impact of this being offered here in Alberta? Well, it's a positive impact because uh, let's let's be honest. Uh, people have been likely making wagers, single event wagers, uh, uh, historically, and they've done it through illicit uh, illicit uh, market sites. They're not, they're not legalized. They're not regulated, and and the money that is wagered on those sites is not staying in Alberta, and it's not for the betterment of Albertans. So we're really excited about being able to deliver something through a regulated channel through a safe channel, uh, a trusted channel, where, where all the proceeds do stay in Alberta that, that, are, that are generated from, from this engagement. And we believe that we'll be able to offer a very competitive offering to, to Albertans. Uh, they'll, they'll enjoy coming over to playalberta.ca and, and, and partaking in it. It'll certainly have a local, uh, a local skew because, of course, we're very supportive of all the pro sports teams in our province and 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 i think that'll be a, a great engagement for albertans to to partake in well I, I don't know if you're going to announce total money wagered but i i'm curious to see what the first oilers flames game might uh, <laughs> generate yeah it, it, it could be interesting well we've also watched those 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 grand 50 50 draws occur uh, for oiler oiler games especially and uh and we know that albertans love love their pro sports teams, know that they love sports in general. So the time has come. I, I'm so glad that we got to this point where we can where we can offer something through our regulated town. So will this be, uh, and again, I know that the exact announcement is to come, but I do want to ask, will this be NHL, Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, CFL? Yes. More than that? I'll, say, I'll say yes and much, much more. Okay. Uh, certainly we will, we will cover... Uh, the full gambit of North American sports, no question. But we'll also be able, the, the beauty of a digital channel or an online channel is that there's really, you're almost limitless in terms of what you can offer offer players. So people that like to play uh, international competitions and leagues, soccer, for example, is, is so, uh, so popular around the globe and there's all sorts of leagues all over the place. We'll be able to offer so many of those. So, but for sure, everything that you, you know and love in North America will be, will be front and center, absolutely. All right. Now, will this also be, boy, I'm starting to feel like maybe I know too much about gambling by asking some of these questions. Will, will this be, okay, you pick either Team A or Team B to win, or will there be also be point spread over under offerings, things like that involved? Yeah, yeah, you'll have the, again uh, to to use the same word. You'll have the full gambit of of offerings. You'll have money lines, which is basically just pick the winner. You'll have spreads where you're picking it against a certain point allocation. You'll have over under. You'll have pools. You'll have props. Really excited that you also have in game offerings. You'll actually be able to put wagers on on events that are happening within games. Depends on the sport. Depends on the game. But they'll they'll certainly have some in game offers and also futures. 
as in the, the ability to put down put down a few dollars to say, hey, the Oilers are going to win the Stanley Cup this year, or the Flames, if you, if you so if you so choose. I liked how you put the Edmonton market team first since you're on the Edmonton radio station, though. Very savvy of you. So, okay, well, th- well, this this sounds great. So maybe we can look forward to, uh, I know around Super Bowl time, we usually get into the weird prop bets, like the gloves, the color of gloves the anthem singer will wear. I don't know if you're going to go that specific, but we'll see what we, what we get with those. So, a- again, give everybody a sense of... Because we hear, okay, this this money's going to stay in Alberta. Uh, who does who does this money? I mean, it helps people who win the bets. They they get to cash in a little bit. But who also benefits from from the money that's going to be wagered on these games? Look, uh, the 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 uh, government of Alberta has has their has their general revenue fund, but the, these monies go towards uh, a lot of charities in the province. A lot of charities get 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 opportunities to. To apply for grants and and monies that that are generated from gaming in the province, and and so certainly it helps helps the good good works of the province all all together, uh, in terms of uh, spending on on healthcare, on on transportation, on things that are important for us here in the province. It's a really important point to make uh, when 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 you when you when you wager uh, dollars on on a site where you don't know where the origins are. Where is that money really flowing? Where is that going? Nobody, nobody knows, or maybe they do know, and they, they certainly don't want to share share where it's going. The one thing that is absolute is that the money flows uh, from from Play Alberta will flow to the government of Alberta in, in in the term of profits, and then those profits will be spent on the good works in the province. The other thing that's really important to note too is that you know we, we want to take care of our people. We want to make sure that people do do participate in a safe and responsible way. So we're able to offer through this site the ability to use a number of different tools to help manage your, your spend and your activities related to gaming. So, so that's a really important uh, notion to consider because we want everybody to enjoy this, but in a healthy and responsible way. Yeah. And is there, is there going to be an app for this as well? Uh, so so PlayAlberta.ca um, is, is live today and it offers casino games that you can buy your lottery ticket online. You can even participate in a live dealer uh, dealer blackjack table and such and and while we don't have a native app for it right now the 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 actual website translates very well on your mobile device so so you'll be able to do that i i think a native app uh to for apple and android is probably going to come in the future but right now you can certainly uh you can certainly access it quite competently and comfortably through, through a mobile device okay well steve thanks for filling us in on this i i think this is a lot to look forward to anything important that i missed that you would want people to hear um just that you know what uh, the timing of the legalization of this uh is is really well positioned as as you know the nfl uh nba and nhl seasons are, are coming upon us very shortly and and we're very excited to be able to uh to be in a position to 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 offer bets for a lot of those events so so just stay tuned and we'll be we'll be in touch if you will soon okay appreciate you tuning in tonight uh later on this half hour we'll give away golf passes to play edmonton springs we've been doing trivia for the past week and we did some a couple of weeks ago as well it's been fun so i will ask a question and take your answers before eight o'clock tonight friday night football 13-10, Hamilton leading Montreal, six minutes left in the third quarter. Blue Jays in action tonight, leading, uh, pardon me, now trailing the Tigers, trailing the Tigers in Detroit 2-1.
in the bottom of the eighth. The uh, rest of the football schedule this weekend, BC at Ottawa tomorrow at 5, and then Sunday fi- at 5, it is Calgary at Winnipeg. One of the big stories, of course, the Edmonton Elks having their game postponed yesterday in Toronto. No new positive COVID test for the Elks today, so the count remains at 14. That is encouraging, so hopefully uh, the next couple of days are clear as well, and then they get back on the field Wednesday to prepare for the game on Labor Day Monday. Elks president and CEO Chris Preston was on the show earlier tonight, and here's that conversation. First of all, Chris, I'm wondering if you can update the health of the 14 players on your team who have had positive COVID tests in the last few days. Yeah, I think in general, Reed, they're doing as well as can be expected. They're young and in-shape athletes, so I think comparatively speaking, uh, they're fine. We do have one individual who did require additional treatment uh, for another issue related um, somewhat to COVID, but something that was underlying as well, and uh, he seems to be on the mend as well, so I appreciate you asking. Uh, and maybe it's too soon to ask this, but I'll throw it at you anyway. Have any Are any of these players considered recovered from COVID yet, or are we not there yet? You know, I don't think we're there yet. I think we need to continue to see these negative test results. As you mentioned, today was actually a great day because it's the first day in quite some time we've had no positives. I think we need two more days of that. It'll feel much better about saying yes to that question, but I'm hoping that uh, we're on the mend for sure. Chris, you, you know, this has been uh, a, a pretty a pretty hot topic in the city, as you know. Uh, you know, look, a lot of your fans are, are unhappy that a game they wanted to watch didn't get played yesterday, regardless of, of the reason. And, and I'm, I'm, I think I've been pretty careful not to victim blame in this. I, we recognize that what makes COVID, uh, you know, dangerous and why we've reacted this way is that it is highly contagious. Having said that, there are other teams and other leagues that have had minimal or no delays as a result of COVID. Unfortunately, the Elks are a team that are, are on the list of, of, of clubs that have had had a delay and a postponement and maybe even a forfeiture. So I, that's the context for I'm asking if you have found out what happened and I'm not necessarily you know I'm not trying to 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 blame anybody or or suggest that people didn't follow protocols maybe they did maybe they didn't but I do think it's fair to ask what happened because you are one of the teams who have had a delay here yeah no I think that's fair and certainly uh we wish we weren't in this position and when you look at the across the globe there are a number of teams in a number of leagues who may not have had it but some other team did and I think that's where we are I think the challenging thing is you can do everything right or you can do something very little that you deem to be wrong and touch it. You know, I give you the example of, you know, you could be married with kids and do everything right. Your kids go to the grocery store and bring it home or vice versa. So I think that's the challenge is we're so used to living everyday life as we are used to living it. And when you have to deviate from that and you can't live that life, everyday tasks all of a sudden become more magnified because they're things you shouldn't be doing. And uh, I wish I could tell you where we contracted it and how it got in our locker room. But as you alluded to, it's so scary because we don't know the answer to the question. All I do know is that we need to be much more cautious going forward. Okay. Well, would you would you say that you're, you're comfortable that key people in your organization have been respectful of COVID and respectful of the protocols? Yeah, I think so. And again, uh, my dad tells me that you know, the everyday life thing may have gotten in the way. You know, maybe you go to the grocery store and you're not supposed to and you don't think you're doing anything wrong, but you 
cuss someone who may or may not have it or you touch a service where it may or may not a surface where it may or may not exist and uh, you know that could be one possibility but there are many and uh, again i wish we could pinpoint exactly where it came from and from whom because we certainly would uh, take a, di- a different path and make sure that we don't t- go down that same path again you know, Chris, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna incorporate an email I got from a listener this afternoon into my next question. Uh, who who also identified himself as a longtime Elk seasons ticket holder, so he's invested in the game. Like I said, he's disappointed or invested in the team. He's disappointed there wasn't a game yesterday. And I know you touched on uh, in your comments this afternoon that 83.5 percent of your roster. Um, you know, has at least one one needle. I think, and it's a, or right around eighty percent are double vaxxed. But the point that that David, the Elks fan, made in the email to me was that this is a team environment, and should people in a team environment not hold themselves to a higher standard than you know the provincial average or or the Canadian average, because their livelihoods and their performance depend on each other, and by extension the you know the people who who spend time and money to watch the elks are, are also affected by this well what, what do you say about david's suggestion that there should yeah, be a higher think, standard yeah i think that's a fair statement and i can't disagree with that and i think again when you compare the numbers the canadian average is 66.8 percent obviously we're at 83.2 so i feel like we have held ourselves to a higher standard when you compare that to the united states 52.5 percent we're 83.5 percent so we're at a higher standard so i think we've done that um when you look at the professional athlete certainly he needs to do that and uh, again can we always be better of course we can but i think um in terms of what i can compare to i think we've done a pretty nice job at this point we're just the unfortunate team that has uh, made it to and through an outbreak we hope and let's just hope it doesn't happen to another team I, I just want to ask you something else related to this uh, before we get into some scheduling and, and sort of look ahead issues with your stadium and travel and things like that. You know, look, yeah, Eddie Steele was on the show last night. He played for the Elks. He said he's still in touch with current players. He's concerned about maybe divide is too strong of a word, but certainly, you know, uncomfortable situations in the locker room, whether it's debate around vaccines or uh, how people are treating the protocols. Do you or Brock or Jamie share that concern about this creating any sort of rift among the players? I don't think so. Um, I think we're unified as a group from top to bottom and we're as disappointed that we couldn't play last night as anyone else. And, um, you know, for us not to be able to bring a game to our fans that we had on our schedule when we were supposed to have played it is is something that, um, you know, we're in this every day, all day. So there's no one more disappointed than we are. And I can assure you there's no one disappointed more so than our players. So uh, we share in that sentiment around the, the feeling of not being able to play, but I don't sense any discord with our players. I think there's great unity from top to bottom. And you've been around a long time. And this either galvanizes a team or it tears it apart. We'll see which we are. Chris Preston joining us on Inside Sports, President and CEO of the Edmonton Elks. Again, no positive COVID tests for the team today. Chris is uh, updating us on some other key elements of that story. And uh, I'll ask you that one. Is is there an update on the on the Toronto game? Man, oh man, nobody wants that one nothing loss to show up, Chris, as a forfeiture. Do you know anything about a yeah, rescheduling? I, I'm actually sitting in my driveway. I haven't even made it to my door yet. And the reason being is I just got off a phone call 
alluded to that, and things seem to be headed in the right direction. Certainly can't confirm anything at this point, but nonetheless, we're working hard to live up to our word, which was this was a postponement, not a cancellation. And uh, we see a nice movement today and cooperation from a lot of people, so I'm feeling better uh, to be able to confirm that relatively soon. I just hope that uh, the next couple of obstacles we have to help over, we can do just that. Do, do I read into that that other teams would also have to participate in having their games moved around beyond just you and the Argos? You're a smart individual, but I can't continue to do that. And I would just say that there are other key stakeholders that are involved and that we need help from, and we've gotten great help today from a couple, and we need uh, some more help from a couple more. And uh, if we can achieve that, which I do feel confident we can, then uh, we'll be off to the races. Okay. And uh, what's your confidence level that Labor Day at Calgary will indeed be played? You know, I feel good about it. If we don't have any negative tests tomorrow and if we don't have any negative tests on Sunday, um, to me that's a key element, knowing that we need a few days of negative tests in a row. And uh, we've got one under our belt, which is a big milestone, although it may not seem like it to some. It is to us. And we just have to hope and pray that tomorrow and Sunday bring the same thing. If that's the case, um, Monday should follow suit. Tuesday we would be out of isolation, and Wednesday we would have players back in the facility. Okay. All right. Well, I hope that's how it works out. Speaking of back in the facility, uh, fans will be going back on September 11th for the Labor Day rematch against the Calgary Stampeders. OEG announced earlier this week proof of vaccination or proof of a negative COVID test within 48 hours of game time for fans to attend an Edmonton Oilers game. Is there any update on uh, proof of vaccination status or and or negative test status for fans to attend Commonwealth Stadium? Yeah, I had a number of great conversations today that make me feel good about the direction we're headed. I would suggest to you that uh, we may have some news as early as Monday on that. Again, I still have a couple of key stakeholders to connect with, but I'm feeling good about uh, the safety of our fans and, and players. Okay, well, I'll look forward to that on uh, on Monday. Uh, another story that has come up, and, and I saw Randy Ambrosi being interviewed by Dave Naylor earlier this week about I, I think it's I think it's the end of October. You, you'll correct me if I'm wrong. That to to fly, you would have to be double vaccinated. That obviously would affect pro athletes and coaches because they're. Um, always traveling what do you know about this and is this perhaps another um sort of little spur perhaps for for your players and coaches to get vaccinated if they aren't well as you suggested i it will be a federal mandate as i understand there's an election on september 20th i firmly believe that uh, this will be mandated i firmly believe that it will be in place in mid-october i have no reason to believe it won't which means that it it really requires anyone who is traveling by air, sea, or land to be fully vaccinated. That would include us. And so, again, when you look to where we are and where we need to be, uh, if you're a player, you would need to become vaccinated under that scenario within the next, really, four to five weeks in order to travel with the team to future games. So uh, I think it's certainly a step in the right direction in terms of encouraging vaccinations. And clearly, this isn't coming from the league. This isn't coming from the team. This is a federal mandate, I believe, will be in place by uh, the middle of October. Okay. Well, Chris, I, I think we covered a lot of ground. I, I do appreciate you speaking to it live here on Inside Sports. Was there anything I missed or anything you felt you feel that people need to hear before we sign off here? No, not at all. I just appreciate the support and hang with us. It's been a tough uh, 
last seven to ten days, and we're working our way through it. And today was a ray of sunshine and a ray of hope, and let's just hope tomorrow brings the same. All right, so I, I just wanted to give the full thing so you get all the context. That was my conversation with Chris Presson from the first half hour of the show, president and CEO of the Edmonton Elks, as he uh, responded to some of my questions about the Elks' COVID situation. They did not have any more positive tests today. They hope they will not have any more and they can get back at practice next Wednesday and play on Labor Day. As he, as he said, it, it looks like the game in Toronto will be rescheduled with other teams making accommodations with their schedules as well. And news to come likely on Monday about uh, proof of vaccination to attend events at Commonwealth Stadium. Some things to keep in mind. Yeah, a lot of Elks talk this week. Hopefully next week it uh, switches to all preparation for the Labor Day game against the Calgary Stampeders. All right, for the final time this week, we want to send you and three friends for a day of golf at Edmonton Springs. I'm playing there Monday morning, actually. First person to answer this question correctly live on air. Now, we had Ron Lowe. Love talking to him. We had him on the show earlier tonight. Here's the question. As the head coach of the Edmonton Oilers, Ron Lowe won two playoff series. Who were the two teams the Oilers beat in those series? So Ron Lowe, during his tenure as coach of the Oilers, won two playoff series. Who did the Oilers knock off in those series? 780-496-0063. All right, early fourth quarter. Looks like we have a touchdown here from Hamilton. So they go up 19-10. They still have to convert it. Friday night football there, and uh, the baseball score, well, the Blue Jays lose 2-1 to the Detroit Tigers. Uh, about 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter there between Hamilton and Montreal, so Hamilton now up by a couple of scores. The trivia question to send you and three friends for a day of golf at Edmonton Springs, I think for in, in this part of the world, <laughs> is going to go to who could ever dial the fastest because I assume several people know the answer out of the 14 who listen to this show. Ron Lowe, who was a guest earlier tonight, won two playoff series as coach of the Oilers. Who were the two teams the Oilers beat in those series? Nate got through first on the Certainteed Hotline. Hi, Nate. How was your evening, sir? Pretty good. Just coming back from golf right now, actually. Oh, where'd you play? Uh, Petroleum Club. Oh, cool. Did you have a good round? No, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> you, you sound like me. Okay. Thanks. Uh, who are the two? Who are the two teams Ron Lowe beat in the playoffs as head coach of the Oilers? Well, thankfully the Oilers' uh, futility makes it a little easier. We'll say Dallas in '97 and Colorado in '98. Yeah, you absolutely got it. Did you get to? Oh, you were probably golfing. Did you get to catch the Ron Lowe segment? He was very entertaining. I didn't. I missed it. Just got in the car now. Okay. Well, thank you for putting on Inside Sports, even if you're just catching the end of the show. I'm glad you could win something. So you're going to Edmonton Springs. I don't know if you've ever played there. I'm going there for the first time Monday morning, so I'm looking forward to it. Lots of water, lots of hazards. I've been there, yeah. Oh, great. Just what's perfect for my game. Yeah, okay. what the doctor ordered, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, you take care of yourself and stay on the line, okay, because Angie's going to let you know uh, how to get the passes, all right? You bet. Thanks, Reed. Right on. That is uh, Nate calling in. Yeah, that was an easy one. I think we had a full board of calls for people wanting to, to get through. Uh, I like doing the trivia questions. 
sometimes I, I get a good question out there. Sometimes they're just weird, but you, you expect that from the show at this point, I'm sure. Well, that was an interesting week. Um, a lot of Elks chat. I, I'd sooner be talking about games. I, I have a good feeling that we will transition to that next week. It sounds like Monday we'll have uh, news about details for proof of vaccination to attend games at Commonwealth Stadium. And maybe next week we have uh, a, a date for the rescheduled game between the Elks and the Argos. You heard Chris Presson indicate in that interview that that is very likely to be rescheduled and it will not be forfeited by uh, the Edmonton Elks. I sure hope not. I, I sure hope not. Uh, one and two start, shortened season. They uh, they need a chance to win all the games they can if they're going to make the playoffs. Uh, going to be interesting to see that game between Calgary and Winnipeg on Sunday. Uh, no beat bowl Levi Mitchell for Calgary, but they did pick up a win in their, uh, in their most recent game. Okay, we got a winder down here. Big thanks to Dave Campbell. He's the producer of Inside Sports. You heard from Chris Presson, Ron Lowe, and Steve Laudashur about the single-game sports betting that is now legal in Canada. Not quite up and running yet in Alberta, but it will be very soon through playalberta.ca. He outlined there, there will be a ton of different things you'll be able to bet on. I would guess that that is going by the start of the NFL season, if, if maybe even by next weekend for the Labor Day and the CFL. But given the uh, popularity of the National Football League and wagering on that league, I, I would think it's all up and running by uh, the second full weekend in September for the start of the NFL season. So we'll we'll keep you updated on that. The website is playalberta.ca. Angie Quinnell in for Kellen Kennedy as your studio producer this weekend. My name's Reed. Have a great weekend. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.